Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host again today, Rich Polly, and joining me is Ben Hibbert. You well thought I was going to say something weird when he said he was recording, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> He's already you recording. Tar- you, you, you mean Taron Edgerton is with us? <laughs> Taron Edgerton. Uh, it's Chubby, isn't it? Didn't you change my nickname to Chubby? Chubby, chubby Taron Edgerton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, and we've also got Prof- uh, Professor Tim King behind the microphone. He might talk a little bit, but he sounds like Barry White. Hello, Tim. Hello there. Uh, and also joining us, that wasn't Liam chipping in, make, uh, making abusive comments about Ben. Uh, we've replaced him with a taller, equally handsome Polish version. It's Bartosz. Hello, mate. Hi. Hi, guys. Nice to be with you. So did I inadvertently insult you by comparing your handsomeness with Liam's, or would you accept No, I, I, I love Liam. He's a great guy. And, well, I, thank I you for compliment. So there's, I just want you to know there's around 60 million Polish people worldwide, and Bartosz is the worst. There you go. I'll go for the opposite end of the <laughs> Literally the worst one. Worst at what? Just yep. worst. Just being a person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let, let me just move on quickly from that to something that Bartosz is good at. Um, so we've got you on today because we all went to the UK Games Expo uh, this weekend. Uh, some of us, me, did terribly. Some of us did okay. Um, and one person on the podcast did really well. Only lost one game all day. It was your first one, but then you kind of cantered through until Sunday afternoon and won the thing. So congratulations, mate. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. So, the first one was a huge hangover. <laughs> you was rough the day before <laughs> the uh, tournament, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a bad idea. <laughs> to be fair, your friend looked rougher. I can't remember his name. Uh, Piotr. Yeah, with the longer. Yeah. 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 He looked like he wasn't actually awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually admitted that he was still drunk round one. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, like some, some people genuinely play their best X-Wing in that state. Um, I mean, uh, one of the Discord channels we're on, um, Cormac Higgins is, is on that. And he says that um, sometimes he overthinks and overthinks and overthinks. And that's why he plays better when he's enormously tired or dreadfully hungover because he just he's on autopilot and he plays better on autopilot than when he's overthinking or every single decision. Um, and I know we've spoken to people about that in the past and they've kind of said, yeah, I just set my dials and I never change him because if I second guess myself or double think or whatever, I make a bad choice. So, um, but that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 Usually, I'm more bold with my like dial setting and, and moves when I'm a bit drunk or, or hangover. Like the the first the first UK Nats I've won at a UK Expo, I was actually still drunk because we were we we actually just went from the plane to the venue and we started drinking at 5 a.m. with Philip, and uh, you know we <laughs> we never stopped. Nice. Nice. I, I think I probably need to start being a little bit drunk when I'm playing at big events because I used to always be a little bit better at pool when I was just a few pints in. Not drunk, but just tipsy, you know, just a few, just to lubricate the decision making. Um, I'll, I'll, I've never seen Rich when he's had a drink. He becomes like super overly friendly Irish man. It's great. Um, I'm, very, I'm very funny. I've become very generous as well, which is dangerous, which is why my wife doesn't let me have a credit card. Um, <laughs> She gives me a budget and she's like, you can spend that. That's your pocket money. If you run out, <laughs> go to bed. I'm like, all right. Um, yeah, we're going to go to Las Vegas, but when we go, I'm just oh. not allowed any money at all. She's basically well, just going to be like, 
<laughs> the thing is, uh, booze is free in Las Vegas when you're playing. As long as you're gambling, that's the problem. Yeah. The gambling yeah. that's the problem for me because yeah, I enjoy I it too much. <laughs> so do I. But the thing is, like, so let's not make it all alcoholic friendly only. Uh, I've actually like stopped. Uh, I've like stopped drinking during tournaments because it it just you know it, I I don't want it to be like my trademark like. It's, <laughs> Oh, it's the drunk, but it's the drunk Polish guy. There he is. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. I, I just didn't want to. And a couple of my mates said, like, just quit it. And I, I said, yeah, I think that's a better idea. And actually, I feel like more cautious decisions. And I'm, I'm like, generally bad when I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. I guess the I guess the problem is is if you're trying to be, you know, the drunk guy at the events, you're competing with Ed Holmes and Dave Wynn, and and really, that's a that's a Scotsman that you don't want to be getting in into an argument with when it comes to how much can you drink so uh, uh we had that discussion in poland yeah who XTC. won see uh <laughs> nobody nobody, nobody. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> i mean have you have, have you seen xtc 2019 pairing ceremony uh, i haven't i can All imagine. right so so i came up with this idea because the so basically the participation prize were like shot glasses everyone uh-huh. in the team got a shot glass with xtc logo and name of the team right so we did first round pairings by taking all the shot glasses one for each country and we we're just mixing them picking up two so this is pair number one and the captains had to come in and drink like a vodka shot with each other a problem was that we we're doing that day before so not everyone came so pifo was a pifo was a stand-in he drank like <laughs> He drank like seven extra shots. <laughs> Plus that Polish vodka is probably the best vodka in the world. Uh, my favourite anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I also right. want you all to know that I found this soundboard now. Oh, right, good. Uh, not good is the other thing, but, you know. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the UK Games Expo. We're going to talk a little bit about your run. Um Bartosz, do you want me to call you Bartosz or Ken, just by the way? Uh, Bartosz is fine. Okay, cool. Um, and I'll I'll try not to butcher the pronunciation <laughs> quite so badly. Ben, behave yourself. <sighs> um, okay. So Ben's just been muted by Tim, uh, and he's not going to be unmuted until he learns to behave himself, uh, so you're all aware. Uh, so it's going to be me and Bartosz talking to each other um, for a little while. <laughs> um, right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Games Expo um, and about everything uh, that we did talk to Bartosz about his, his run. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a chat through uh, some of the top 16 lists, but we're not going to go through them in detail because you can go and look at them on Roll Better uh, if you want to. Um, and I think what we're going to then try and do is talk about what influenced our list building decisions and what we think the emerging meta is going to be as a result of this and how the points have influenced that, which I think will be an interesting discussion. Then we're going to talk a little bit to Bartosz about how he plays the game and what he thinks about when he plays the game. So we've had a little bit of a little bit of a teaser for that uh, on that one. Um, and yeah, that should that should pretty much do us. Um, so we're going to start off. I'm going to go first because I did terribly badly. Um, I played all six games. Uh, I didn't drop. I went two and four. I lost my first one uh, to uh, a very good player called, um, I think it was Chris uh, from Oxford. Um, He absolutely annihilated me on salvage mission. I couldn't make him drop crates because I had iron cannons. And he was uh, just popping my crates off left, right and center. And he absolutely tranced me. Uh, Then game two, Ollie Pocknell. 
that's exactly the person that you think, oh, it's fine, I lost game one, let's go. Um, not what you want to see. So we had the closest game, basically. It was 16-15, very, very, very tight um, game um, that came down to a couple of turns of uh, variance going either way, and he won out in the end by a point. Um, after that, I kind of flip-flacked in between some uh, bad decisions. And in the end, at the end of it, I got to play um, Old Para um, in round six in Scrubsville on the two and three tables. And it was like, all right, we're playing for evens. Let's go. I was completely dejected. I was going to scoop when they announced that it was salvage mission. And then I was like, oh, like he's a guy from back in the day who used to invent these amazing lists. And, you know, people would watch what he was doing and it would be really clever. And oh, I've got to play him and see what he's come up with. And he'd come up with some absolute degenerate first order filth um, that absolutely tore me apart. So um, I went two and four. I had a good time. I still came top 64 though, which was great. Um, I'm not quite sure how, but I won some uh, I won some lovely uh, alt art cards um, basically for staying in and fighting through to keep to continue playing. So um, happy enough, but um, disappointed with my own personal performance. So you can all now take the mickey out of me a bit if you want to. It's fine. That's no fun. Okay, when when I accept it, you don't want to. It's no fun when uh, you just like, yeah, I was proud of it. I mean, I made bad decisions, you know, from the outset. I made bad decisions, and I acknowledge that I did. Um, you know, my list was a bad choice um, for what turned out. I mean, obviously, we didn't know what the meta was going to be, but um, my list turned out to be a bad choice. Um, I, I took Chewbacca, two Ion Y wings, and two T seventies. Um, other people took Resistance and did a lot better. Um, stuff that I'd looked at previously and kind of discounted as a little bit too one-dimensional or I thought it wouldn't match up well into certain things that I was expecting to see. Um, so I basically outthought myself rather than just taking the straightforward thing that was probably going to be better, which yeah, is like probably... You've never done that before, have you, mate? Oh, I mean, I, I, I wasn't in a good mental state for the two weeks before it about the event anyway because I like things to be settled down and to know what I'm going into a big event with. And I had a one-week to pick and then I went on holiday for a week and I arrived home on Friday night and then I got in the car at like half five on Saturday morning and drove to Birmingham for the event. So I was tired and I wasn't prepared with the list that I'd had. Um, and I was just, yeah, it was just a bad, bad choice, bad decision, bad event. All the players that I played against were lovely, had a great time, saw loads of people from online stuff, chatted to loads of people who, who are listeners to the podcast. Um, I do have to give a, spe a specific shout out, um, by the way, to James Cotgrave, who who um, I apparently, and I couldn't remember doing it, but I apologise profusely. I, I said something that was a bit unkind about him on the podcast, completely unintentionally. He came and took issue with me, so I apologise. So I'm not going to apologise on the podcast uh, to James uh, for what I said. I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it and, and then maybe get in touch. It wasn't that bad, but no, um, it doesn't matter what I think. It's what other people think. So um, we try not to start beef and crap on people on this podcast we try and be positive so um yeah genuine apology to to james for that um now that's out of the way and my flagellation sat across and ashes is done well <laughs> cheers ben uh, <laughs> right ben how did you get on you went four and two didn't you yeah uh 24th i think yeah well done um, yeah so i got the lovely punch board which was nice mm-hmm um, it's very pretty. I took that degenerate bomber list. 
Yeah, the the one that everybody has now said is no good because nobody made cut with it. I don't think it's no good. I don't think we've necessarily come to the the final version of it. I think yeah. maybe there's some tweaking to be done, but maybe two bombers and something else. Me and Tim were messing around with some lists on the way home. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try I mean... two bombers instead. I mean, if if you managed to catch something, it was great. Yeah. Like the first... I... First times they were shooting, it was good. But then once you'd done your thing, they were just kind of free points. Mm-hmm. I, honestly to think, say yeah, I, yeah, I, I honestly think that uh, actually, I, I was going to hold it for the end, but I, I honestly think that actually Three Bombers, uh, Bader and, and Fifth Brother or whatever uh, side wings you, you'll have will be actually an archetype that once people, because I, I think that this is not a an easy list to, to fly. I think it, it's super strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, although uh, the problem in current meta is, and I know we're jumping a topic, but the problem in current meta is amount of Mac pulses we have, which counters the hey, hey. out of this list because it just tells you you're not shooting, you're, especially on high uh, initiative. It tells mm-hmm. you you're not shooting, you're not shooting, or if you want to shoot, you're basically uh, throwing wet noodles at me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because if you do look down below cut, so it was a cut to top eight. If you look down below cut to like top 16, top 32 um, of the players that are there, there are a lot of bombers who just didn't quite get the fifth win that they needed to get into cut. Um, so it's it's very obviously on the cusp. Um, and it, as, as Ben said, it might be that there's a final form that's not been identified, but there's a lot of variety. You know, some people have taken the cookie, cookie cutter, like Vader, Fifth Brother, the one that Dan Athey did well with in the UK, like two weeks before the first time they were out. And a few people went, oh, that looks disgusting and jumped on it. Um, Andy Cameron, we talked about, took his yeah, <laughs> took his interceptor rack um, in a decimator version. Uh, but then Dale um, Cromwell, he had three, uh, but he also had... Like he took it up to, I think it was a six ship list, um, you know. So he had Vader three, and then a Tie Fighter, and uh, Lur- he had Gideon no, Hask no. and Lift and Lurier. No, yeah. no, oh, had, oh, no, oh no, no, sorry, he had Juno. He, he had Juno. He had Juno. I was actually playing him, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I just saw the um, the silhouette of the X one um, before I clicked through and assumed it was Vader because, yeah. But he loves a bit of Juno. So yeah. Anyway, bombers. Um, so you were flying that. You got top. Uh, you got 22nd, did you say? 24th. 24th. 24th um, not the top Sith taker. Nope. We have to mention Sean, otherwise he'll be annoyed. Um, he was our top finishing Sith taker that went down to the event. So he used to be on the podcast a little bit um, just before COVID, um, but he kind of dropped out of the game. And it's one of this annoying things that he played a handful of games just before the event. He just went, that Chris Burnett list looks good. I'm going to use that. And he played into 17th at four and two. I was kind of in the in the running um, until round five. He got a second loss in round five. So he lost round one and then uh, smashed three wins out and then lost round five before winning his sixth one. So, um, yeah, he's using that hand solo, Luke Skywalker, wedging an A-wing and uh, Holock and in the, in the Battle of Yavin, Y-wing. Um, and, yeah. Double taps are good, it seems, in Rebels, but we'll find out a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, Tim, how did you get on? Uh, mid-table mediocrity, all, all slightly high. I think it was 34, 36. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, missing top 32, which um, me and Dell actually had a chat because we played last game. 
I felt a draw, if we did like, the intentional draw, would see effectively would see Dale out the top 32 because I felt he was going to win the game just because the bombers into my Republic list. Uh, so yeah. we, we played it, Dale won. Uh, but then afterwards realised that if we'd taken the draw that we were guaranteed at least 32nd. So mm-hmm. I was uh, pretty bummed at missing the uh, Galactic Republic uh, cardboard, uh, but a lovely Ollie Potnell uh, furnished me with his copy because he knew I'd missed out. And obviously I'm a bit of a Republic fanboy at the moment. But um, yeah, a tough tough day, just um, three bad matchups. And um, yeah, just uh, not feeling my best due to uh, a horrible Friday night with traffic. And uh, <laughs> yeah, illness. that was awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was disgusting. I mean, um, they were yeah. sitting on a motorway for like three hours, um, basically trying to travel about ten miles in Birmingham because they just shut the motorway at one point. Well, I mean, that, um, I mean, that was so. the craziest thing is the fact that we'd actually been at the we'd been at Expo all afternoon, and all we did was drive ten minutes south to go to the uh, the beef eater at the Solihull Premier Inn where some of the guys were staying, and then we had to drive thirty minutes north to get to our hotel. And then, yes, three hours later, I'm getting into bed, and I'm just like, I, d- I don't know what's going wrong here. Uh, That's horrible. But, I mean, thankfully, uh, uh, our good friends at Monster and uh, various other <laughs> s- snacks and friends managed to help me power through the day, and uh, I played all six games. Yeah. Still feeling yeah. pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, it wow. was genuinely lovely to be in the event. And it was genuinely lovely to like be like in a room. There was like a load of faces that you know we hadn't seen for ages. Like Alex Burt from the One Eight Six was there. I think he's played about four games in the last few years, and he just decided, you know, kind of quite short notice that he was going to pop up and and play. And he played the Bombers with uh, with Vader and Fifth Brother because you know he just kind of looked at what's good. Played his six games out, got two and four. Um, finished two places above me. Um, so it turns out that just not playing forever and then picking up a list is it makes means you do better. Um, so <laughs> maybe I'll try that next time. Um, but yeah, you know, it was lovely to see everybody. Um, like it was genuinely amazing um, to be in a room with almost a hundred people. I think it was a hundred if you included the judges. Yeah, um, playing X Wing. So. Uh, and we were next to the Legion nerds as well, and across from the Armada nerds. So you know, it was a l- our, our little pocket of Star Wars. It was good, um, cool. So uh, yeah, Tim was flying a, a Republic clone list. Um, right, Bartosz, here we come, main event. So you finished seventh in Swiss. Yep. Um, you lost your first game against friend of the podcast, Chris Burnett. And you were. It was not quite a mirror. It was almost, but not quite. It was very similar. Uh, um, so he had he had Hull uh, in place of uh, Jesus. Who was it? Let me just double check because I honestly don't remember right now. Uh, so he had he had Hull, Wedge, Sabine, yeah. Luke, and Han, and so you he, had Keel. I had Keel. Yeah, I had Keel because I'm a you know A wing fanatic. And, so I and Keel's amazing. Uh, yeah, I I mean uh, you know. Before the tournament, I had the like after the new points. I my first idea was to fly basically what I flew at Worlds. Mm-hmm. So Boy Han and for A wings, just switch A wings for uh, Hera, Sabine, and Wedge, sticking mm-hmm. with Keo as the fourth one uh, because well they banned my composure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
having Taiko as autonomous ship didn't work anymore anymore because he didn't have that second uh, second action. So Hera would step in, but then uh, I wasn't so sure because the, the points were lowered on in so many places. I know they lowered the loadouts, but then you know I was expecting so much beef on the table. Mm-hmm. And so many, so many ships that I wouldn't be able to punch through yeah. uh, with those A wings. So then I was looking at resistance, and I wasn't looking at four X wings like everyone was, or five X wings or a combination. I was looking into uh, Falcon three Y wings because I think that three times nine HP is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus a a, a uh, wingman, uh, and that that was supposed to be either. Uh, Kaz or Lulo or Eloasti, mm-hmm. uh, but then I, I flew initial games and it was it was amazing to fly. It was really fun, uh, but once I've hit that, you know, there was this moment like a week before a tournament that the meta actually started to settle down, and I was seeing that people have certain archetypes that I I would be able to expect that will show up uh, at Expo, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I've started hitting double tapping. Han everywhere, or double tapping Lando, or mixes of that, and uh, I, I just couldn't punch through. Neither um, neither Ray nor uh, Poe were able to go through. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, oh, hmm, I'm not sure. And the last game I've actually played before a tournament was uh, versus Mark Groberg in Expo TV yeah. Bumbo. So shout out to him. And he flew uh, double tapping Han with Wedge, Keo, Sabine, and Boy Luke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus! It, it. I mean, I, I've flown double tapping hand before. I've flown hand a lot before, or Ray. And I was like, Well, this looks nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So I might give it a try. I just tweaked a couple of things because she was flying something that is actually a really good idea. It's it's a Juke Sabine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I love Prockets, and with that side slip, they're quite. I mean, not easy to set up, but it, it it's just uh, aria denial. Once you're in that bullseye, you want to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going to quickly skip through your list because it's different to, like, the build is slightly different, which is something we've we've talked about in the past, is that, you know, there are cookie-cutter builds, and you'll see a lot of people just sticking a default seven-point hand on the table. So Perceptive Copilot and Biston, okay, fine. Um, engine Upgrade, okay, fine. Um, but then you've got Chopper and the Millennium Falcon title. So the normal decision point is between engine upgrade and whether you get Perceptive Copilot or whether you take Bayes Malbus and you have to have hand closer to the fight to get the double tap, and then you get Trickshot. But you've taken Trickshot away, so you're only rolling the three dice, but you've put Chopper in. What what was the thinking behind that Chopper? Uh, So I wanted to have... uh, I knew that people will basically try to kill Han by bumping, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you bump Han, then his greens are not really good. But uh, Blues, sorry. Yeah, obviously Blues right now. Yeah. Uh, so that opens your dial incredibly. And he has enough HP to take that one damage to do those actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one. Uh, you're, uh, y- y- you can... You, you can just skip Panic Pilot, which is usually a killer on Falcon, because suddenly he can't undo Hey, hey! And then mm-hmm. you just kill him, and you lose double tap. And third point is gotcha moment. 
like you're not really expecting how to do a three sloop boost or three sloop double focus. Yeah. Uh, so you know you're cornering Han and you're expecting okay he he has to double like two turn or three turn because that otherwise he cannot sloop or he'll lose the action economy blah 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 and then there, suddenly it's chopper hello mm-hmm. take a shield off take it damage and like yeah I'm doing it. Uh, yeah. So that, that 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 was the reason, and uh, I was flying small rocks, so I didn't want to, you know, set my entire um, strategy around creating trick shots because this is what people tend to do. They they tunnel vision on that trick shot. Like I want to land as many trick shot shots as possible. Yeah. And uh, my experience with Han is that I want to actually keep him keep him in a fray so that rest of the ships can deal damage. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because that was what actually triggered me to go and look at your list properly because I looked at the, the chassis and I thought, I know what he's flying. And then I was like, why has he got small rocks? And then I looked at the list and I was like, he hasn't got trick shot. What's he got instead of trick shot? He's got chopper. Oh, and I was just like, so it's a bit of an interesting thing. Um, the next ship is Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin. He's a five point double modded proton torpedo delivery device. Yes. Um, and he's also hard to kill. And as he has long regen. As he re- yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got regen. As long as he remembers that he's got paint on his dice, he's difficult to kill. Um, sometimes he just explodes, but that's just X-Wings for you. Um, Keo, we've already talked about. The next build is, again, slightly something that I wasn't used to saying, especially with you taking the small rocks, was Wedge. You put marksmanship and trick shot on him rather than something like a crack shot or a predator or something like that. Um, was there any kind of thinking behind that other than yeah. it's a way to get him up to three dice? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, first reason is that uh, he has amazing ability built in. Just yeah. the best the, the best negative buff in the game. Take his green die away. Yeah. Uh, second is, well, more dice mean more damage. Red dice are better than green dice. So if it'll ever... I, I, like, except maybe round one or two... Where I actually was trying to set up, I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of experience with setting up trick shots with, uh, with Tycho because I was flying mm-hmm. HLC trick shot Tycho, and that was just uh, proton rocket delivery round range two three, which, which has won me multiple games of worlds because people were like caught off guard because I have this way of setting up uh, two rocks on the sides of opponents, so I'm probably giving up. Uh, some info right now, but whatever. Um, so when I was usually playing um, Wedge as a flanker, mm-hmm. and usually it's like it's not the first target anyone is looking at, right? And if someone is looking at him, I'm like, okay, fine, no worries. He's three points, fine, kill him. Uh, but you know, first round five with, with a certain setup of rocks, it's five straight boost. And people tend, when I place those rocks there, they tend to hide behind them because it. it after they'll set up, it gives them uh, a decision whether I want to spend two, three turns to pivot around it uh, because it's not set to two. So it's mm-hmm. either two, three turns and you have to use banks, not hards, to get over that. Yeah. Or you have to go inside. And when you go inside, you're being covered by that rock. And this is where Wedge is getting that trick shot, round one or two. Okay. Okay. That's, you see, this is the kind of this is the kind of content that our listeners wish that we had more often of. Um, you know, because that kind of turn zero 
pre-prepared play where you say if i put a rock there and they do this move then they do that move then that happens on turn three kind of thing um and you can prepare for that and I, i've seen some players um and i heard that nathan id at worlds had a very similar kind of setup in every single game like a very very practiced turn zero where he put his three rocks in the same place every time tried to get his opponent's rocks if his opponent put one where he wanted one, he had then a fourth place where he definitely wanted one to be so that he could like control the engagement because he knew what was going to happen almost in the first three or four turns, irrespective of where you play ships. Um, so it's interesting to hear that you, you're doing the same kind of thing. And obviously, you know, you're an accomplished player. Nathan's an accomplished player as well. So maybe that's something that I should try and do more of. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's lose a bit less. Hey. <laughs> I mean, this this kind of complements to what you say about said about Alex Bird before that he just picked up a, he hasn't been playing for a while and he just picked up a list and came in. I think it's significantly harder right now with with scenarios right now with with uh, such a more impactful round zero than it used to be mm-hmm. uh, because right now you can lose the game at round zero, but like if you're playing versus let's say uh, you're playing assault uh, and you're playing versus double big base and you'll uh, basically set up uh, something I call like you know a, a Bermuda triangle where you yeah. have three three objectives close to each other you basically lost that that point mm-hmm. because he just parks a big ship there and he's like I'm taking all three of them yeah I just I'm just playing a one ship counted as six ships basically at that point yeah so it's like yeah sure uh, so so this is one of the examples and it's uh, and we could see old para adjusting to it and he had mm-hmm. brilliant brilliant he always had brilliant like you said approach to list building so shout out to him and uh, his fo was different than all the other fo's because he was just focused on delivering those mac pulses but then mm-hmm. but then again if uh, the the downside was that this way he went 3-3 three, three, one bump or one missed mac pulse <laughs> and you're get blown up yeah yeah um, yeah, I, I played him in the last round and it all just went off for him. So um, it was just one of those games where I just kind of flew into his nonsense and it occurred on me. But I mean, it was very kind of interaction um, heavy. Um, so he was, you know, using targeting synchronizer to fire mag pulses and then using um, LeHuse's ability to get rerolls on that mag pulse and and using somebody, uh, he was like pinging stuff all over the place. And I was just like, mm. I, I don't understand what's going on. And and he was like, I can show you the card, but it's in Polish. And I was like, it's game six. And I believe you, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty but, much. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Um, So um, the last piece in your list um, is Sabine in, in the TIE Fighter with Beskar reinforced plating. Um, she's the That's best two-pointer staple. in the game, right? That's a staple build. It's just the best filler amazing blocker amazing uh objective monkey yeah and uh she she basically paid off almost every every game yeah she's still got supernatural reflexes so yep. you know straight boost and then a five straight and you know she's away or a barrel roll one hard you know if you're claiming an objective for three turns with her then yep. she's made her points back and on the non-claiming objective ones you can just kind of stick her into the middle of the fight and be an annoyance i I think it was in the final that you occupied four of martin's ships with sabine for a turn 
Um, uh, I think it took three shots to kill her. Um, yeah, and that was and I, yeah, that was actually a misplay by me because uh, I misjudged the boost and mm-hmm. I bumped into whirlwind. And if that would be a barrel, I would actually bump quick draw and Malarus, and she wouldn't die. Yeah. So that margin. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was really 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 close, but um, yeah. she she's innocent, uh, like really for two points, and I I loved playing Sabine like that because like in early two zero I was flying, uh, all the free moves I had I could fit in. I was at one point I was actually flying two X wings like supernatural look for like one hundred twenty something points and and wedge, mm. <laughs> and that was it. Bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> and, but uh, but at one point I, I did like top four. Of first system open in Poland with Supernatural Luke, Wedge, and Shuttle Sabine with Duke, which was amazing because she was like barrel rolling in before movement with Evade, doing a blue, taking a focus, and shooting three shots at initiative three at as a last shot. And that was just massive. And she was super tanky as well. So I really enjoyed those things. I was yeah. even thinking about taking config config on, on A-Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I didn't was Keo, because uh, I was thinking that it will be amazing like mind puzzle for an opponent, like where Keo will be if she, if she has spent her air <laughs> force. Because yeah. that would be pre-boost side slip. And like, what? Uh, <laughs> does, um, does, does the... Um, config on the A wings switch off Wedge's ability. Uh, yeah. No, it no, it doesn't switch it off. But the 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 butt shot doesn't trigger it, so it's kind of counter it. So I would probably have to switch it to like Sabine instead of Wedge, and then Sabine. But I couldn't because Sabine wasn't high. So that would be ha- that would have to be like I don't know, uh, maybe Jake or Arvel or whatever. But I, I just didn't okay. want to. It's yeah. it actually works pretty well on Arvel because he can uh, set up a nice bump with his rear arc and then still shoot, so that's yeah. quite nice. Uh, but uh, the, but but this also uh, connects to small rocks. I didn't take config, so I won't have to small rocks because when you have double reposition ships, you want to have as much space as possible. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, I mean, I've been defaulting to big rocks recently because I've been playing stuff where I was like, oh, I might get an eye on or something like that. But <clears> I remember uh, it was ages ago. I can't even remember which podcast it was. It was probably either the, the Minox when they were still the Minox, never mind um, any name changes or anything, or the 186. They were talking to, um, I can't remember which player it was, but they basically said people often default to large rocks because they want to show off that they can fly around them without crashing into them. Um, but if you need more space for your ships to do the things that they need to do, you should take small rocks, not big rocks, just because you want to show off. Um, but then, you know, we speak to other players. You know, I had a chat with Jack Mooney about it. It was like, what rocks do you take? And he said, always oh, the three biggest ones, because sometimes opponents land on them and I never do. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I, when I, if I would be flying Trickshot Han, I would pick three big rocks because you, ha- you want to have that that was the only challenge every game and yeah. this this is where i also the setup of my rocks came in like played in uh in important part because i had to shorten the field which we were mm-hmm. playing so i can circle around with han and had have that reroll every round because mm-hmm. without rerolls it's like 50% effectiveness goes down mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, it's good. And I mean, Han is such a good piece at the minute because the the meta is kind of crystallizing into kind of initiative four, five, and six. And if you're at one, two, and three, you're you're basically moving before a lot of your opponents. Um, I was thinking about it today, um, and I think there's three gatekeeper squadrons, and they're very kind of um, kind of loose archetypes, but you've basically got like four T70s plus something, and it might be a 5070, it might be a Lulu, it might be a Kaz, it might be a Zori. Um, you've got um, Vader bombers plus something else, Fifth Brother, whatever. Um, and then you've got the, the First Order kind of five ships at I5 or six. Mm-hmm. Um, with jam and double modded attacks, um, quite similar actually to Nicholas's world's winning list, but trading some of the the ties out for kind of whispers and some other stuff. Um, we saw a lot of it at the expo. Um, I think actually there's a fourth one now, which is the the four or five ship rebel kind of salad, um, which we previously saw that kind of archetype in other factions, but not so much in in rebels. Um, but this kind of Han, an X-Wing, two A-Wings, and a TIE Fighter, or four-ship versions, which um, I know Ollie and Louis Leong um, were playing, um, and Louis made cut with, um, that seems to be something else that's going to be seen quite a lot. Um, Bodica was very popular. Um, mm. She was on a lot of tables. Rebel Fang, Bodica was very popular, again, because she gets two shots. Um, so in a high-ship count meta, you're going to get, more value from your pieces if they can shoot twice um so yeah and i've seen like uh paul Cotwell that i was fly, uh, playing against in uh top eight yeah uh so he he, he was uh flying swarm tactics on her with fen yeah. uh and that was that was actually uh, a very nice idea because you know the, the problem with Bodica is that she shoots at uh, low initiative. Well, mm-hmm. so, semi low. But then Four. when you get yes, yeah. but when you but, when, well, you know when you're facing FO, this is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I was, I was being serious. Like, I, I, you know, as I said, you know, four, five, and six is where you're making decisions. One, two, and three, you might as well be moving at one. Um, so four is the lower initiative of the ace player. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Fen offsets that a little bit. Yeah, because I mean the the, the key is the uh, the deplete right, which you get mm-hmm. after your bonus shot. So if you don't have that swarm tactic shoot shot at initiative six, then this takes one of your dice away. And I mean having two three dice shots versus one two, three and one two, this is a massive difference, yeah. especially in pushing damage through three dice, uh, three green dice ships, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a nice idea. And uh, we've also seen the Dutch guy running a rebel salad with uh, with B-Wing, with Gina Munsung, I think. Uh, so uh, I honestly think that th- 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 this was like Experiment House mm-hmm. right now. And uh, I, I feel like people, like even looking at worlds, I feel we're right Right now, we're like far from settling down with current meta mm-hmm. um, because people have chosen the easiest solutions, right? Yeah. Right now, some minds are thinking about countering it. Probably, I, I'm expecting that to happen. So people are trying to 
you know, to counter the, the boogeyman from UK Games Expo. But I mean, uh, so like thinking about Worlds, right, in March next year, mm-hmm. there's going to be another points change between now and then, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be pack releases. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be the, 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 the assault on Starkiller base for resistance and first order there's going to be the new starter boxes there's going to be a, there's going to be stuff that's going to shift things so i'm expecting like, battle of endor oh yeah well they've announced that haven't they that's coming with all of that new stuff that was announced at adepticon wasn't it yeah, yeah um yeah. so yeah you mean they've announced stuff we're expecting other stuff to kind of bring other factions up to the same point that they've brought the the original trilogy factions up to um so you know it's you can look at this and this is going to be what it's going to be probably for the next six months and then the back half of this season is going to be the points that are going to take us into worlds right mm-hmm. um so Maybe. yeah i mean it's yeah, I was, I was actually just wanting to touch yeah, on... They um, might not update the points. They've said that they don't want to make it a, a standard kind of six-monthly cycle. They'll update them when they feel they need to. Um, and I guess we'll see if they feel they need to as a result of, you know, this in the next kind of three, four months' worth of play. But, you know, um, we can po- po- possibly hope that playtesters are indiscreet and <laughs> tell us, that, oh, yeah, we've got new points coming in now. We've started on the cycle again. But... I mean, I'm just looking at um, the the Dutch guy, and I, I, we can't see real names on Roll Better. Sadly, we can only see nicknames. Um, but his nickname was Cassini. I was logged in, but then it seems uh, to have changed. It like yes, when I logged in last time, it worked on my phone, but then today. So not every player. So. so so not every player has his real name. Yeah. And so that's the I'm issue. If it's a, like a. A judge um, option, maybe it is. Yeah, the judges can show it with real, real stuff. So anyway, Tazini, that the list that we were talking about. You touched on Gina Moonsong. This build is disgusting, and I didn't see it at all. And in fact, I completely discounted B Wing, thinking they've got one agility eight health. They will just die. Um, then I put two one agility nine health ships into my own list. So you know, there goes my decision making. But Gina Moonsong with fire control, proton cannons, proton bombs, and S-foils, right? Seems fairly straightforward. Basically, Gina sheds a stress as her ability. The proton cannon is every other turn with a free focus mod, and she can do a barrel link to a target lock as a linked action, which basically means she takes a target lock, she gets rid of her stress, so it's fine. So she doesn't have to worry about turning around next turn or whatever. Then she uses the B-Wings double tap using the S-Foils, using the Proton Cannon and her primary with a fire control system. Um, so she's probably, you know, yeah, the secondary shot is unmodified. It's fine. But the primary shot, that Proton Cannon in a bullseye, it's basically like Dirge has been doing for Separatists for the last six months. It's just tearing things in half. Um, and then she flies away and drops a proton bomb behind her. So if you want to secure the kill, you're having to suck down a little bit of crit damage. The whole thing is combined with Corrin Horn in a T-65 with an R3 Astromech. So everybody locks him on turn one. He flies up, locks something, doesn't attack. Everybody's locks jump over there. Luke Skywalker, we've already talked about. Free double-modded proton torpedo. No. Well, it might be one out. at a time, but it's yeah. the important one. Bodica has got Predator for rerolls, Beskar for a free yeet of a crit, 
Um, but Mandalorian Optics, so Bodic is getting free target locks as well. And then Kia with Proton Rockets, um, which we've already talked about why that's good. Everything there is just horrible. That gives Keo double modded proton rockets because Corrin can have be carrying Keo's lock in. Um, Bodica gets double modded double taps. Luke gets double modded proton torpedoes. Corrin gets a single modded magpulse warhead, which might jam something. Um, it's just like you, you look at it and you go, oh, like, but when you sit down opposite that across the table and you read through it you just kind of go yeah 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 given an hour to look through the list and figure out its interactions and what it actually does that thing hits like a truck like an absolute truck horrible that's true like ugh. and he lost to um martin chivers in top four yes yeah um so fo with jams and stuff uh did for it <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that uh, that whisper uh, jamming thing is 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 massive, and I actually really liked um, uh, uh, Martin's idea behind it uh, all with with uh, basically Willwind taking all the all those <laughs> tokens early yeah. on, uh, and it almost caught me off guard. So, because yeah. uh, uh, I, I think we kind of jumped to, to to topics like because we went points into meta oh it's fine it's, yeah. this always happens genuinely yeah, this always and, happens yeah uh so the guy from so tim just gave us a, head, uh, a tip that eric bollard was the guy playing that in top four uh so he's tatini uh but uh just yeah so so but, uh, but summing up the meta and points changing and all that i have no clue what we're going to play at our worlds it's just a like page because uh, anything can happen anything can be banned and banned brought back we know dash is coming uh oh yeah <laughs> uh i mean he, he he's nerfed right uh he's neutered basically from what i've seen uh at, at the at the previews so like anything can happen i have no idea what will be in circular uh so 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 many uh, things will 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 change, and uh, you know it depends on the pro- like proximity of the points change to worlds mm-hmm. of how wild will it be. Um, I can't believe that they'll change it just before though, and uh, no, like we, no. we we want to run into worlds where it's a bit more stable oh. and people have had practice, yeah. right? But um, well, that's what we want. Uh, Tim has just told me that um, Zini's real name is Eric Bullard butchered the surname but eric um and he's from uh the oh, netherlands, netherlands. Um, yep. yeah uh so um ben just looking down the kind of uh, we can't go down to top 16 uh, but looking down kind of the top eight lists is there anything there that's caught your eye that we've not really talked about or even anything a little bit further down you thought that looks a bit interesting um cormac's list is really interesting isn't it all the um uh, republic yeah, seven, six, seven. Is it seven ships? Seven Republic cheap ships with uh, Padme Amidala as the one four pointer. So, and obviously, um, Cor- we're all quite friendly with um, Cormac as well. Yeah, and he just he did very well with the list and didn't realise some of the tricks that he did. Yeah, like he had it- no idea about the oddball um, barrel uh, target lock. That's right, you can talk now, Rich. Yeah, I was uh, no, I was I was just agreeing with you. 
Carry on. <laughs> no, it's all right. Go for it, mate. No, he was set. Uh, so anyway, as I was trying to... <laughs> That's on. what you're like. Go on. No, I'm, I am really done, honestly. I've just winded you up. So, like, Contrail, uh, Kickback, Slider, Boost, Oddball, Click, and Padme. Um, he, like, Padme is such a funny one because he's got co- synchronized consoles across some of his other ships. So he's got, you know, Click with synchronized console and an R3, which means that he can drop a lock onto an enemy ship with our, uh, with Click, use it to prevent them from having a range bonus, and then pass that lock for Padme to use after he shoots so that she can then launch a proton torpedo to get double bubble from it. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's all a bit rude. Um, and uh, I, I'm trying, desperately trying to remember who I was talking to who pointed out that Slider, it was Matt Flockhart, pointed out that Slider can, if you do a two bank, which is a blue move, you can execute it as a side slip if you want to. Yes, every two turn, every second Which is turn. cool, every second turn. But... The ship ability, if you do a blue move, it adds boost to your action bar. Mm-hmm. So you can you can side slip two and then boost, or yeah. two bank and then boost, and you're doing it at ship initiative. You make that decision. You don't have to lock in something to say you're going to do a side slip. It's not like Sicko where you, you, you telegraph it the turn before that you're going to side slip. You basically just go, yeah, I'll dial in a two bank, and then I'll see if I want to be over there or over here, and then I can boost to be somewhere else um, if I need to. Uh, Matt was saying he got out of so many people's um, firing arcs um, where they thought they'd kill boxed this little Z95 and suddenly, nope, I'm just over here not being shot at or taking one shot from something from far away kind of thing. I was just like, oh, that's a bit rude because I'd, I'd like figured out the um, the side slip. That's fine. Got that. It was the, the additional. And then it adds a boost to your list. Oh, Rude, all for two points. Bonus. Um, yeah, people people tend to forget about that boost on Z's, and them going down to two points each is is massive as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like the nice size, but one list you haven't mentioned though in top eight that caught an eye is Dom's list. CIS. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so. In fairness, I was uh, pining over that list last week. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> no, but it's, go. I want to hear your opinion on it, mate. Uh, well, it, it was. A, I mean, Dom is a very good player, and he. Yeah, I've spoken fair. to him, and and he has he has tagged for basically, uh, you know, for for three uh, three bombers. That was he his his uh, his play, like you know, sound factory like that just shreds small ships. Surge yeah. is stupid, Grievous is stupid, and then just adding a three dice drone into it is is massive as well. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's very rude. Um there's a lot of fun that you can do with Chertech um and with Sunfac within Snare. Um Liam used to do it to us um pre couple of points changes ago um with Chertech and Grievous where you'd think that you dealt with Grievous by, you know, pointing your ship at him and trading at range one in arc, switching off all of his stuff. Yeah. And then at the start of combat, Chertek would just ensnare Grievous a barrel roll to the right. And suddenly he'd be out of your arc, outmaneuvering you at range one and you wouldn't have a shot on him. And you were like, 
well, <laughs> well then. <laughs> uh, but 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 this is basically a play from uh, 2019, where the the boogeyman was uh, Chertek Sanfa Grievous, eight yeah. seven, 17 points bit, and it, that was just uh, it was Jedi time, and it just erased Jedi from from the picture. Yeah, I mean it, it's less awful than it used to be because Grievous can't have outmaneuver now. Um, no, it's yeah. less awful because the uh, you, Nantex you can't, can't get away with bumping anymore. Yeah. That's one and two. You can't place uh, ships on the rocks, and then after, yeah, so there, there are many different things to it. But it's but the trick with Grievous still works. Um, so the, yeah. so for, for me, it was really nice, and I wasn't sure do I want. I mean, I was I was like semi okay because I had big ship, and and uh, neither Sandfag nor Cherdek likes uh, hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, on, yep. On the subject of Dom's list, uh, Liam was flying the same list and flew a guy with um, everything had um, was it de- derivative power cells? Deuterium, yeah, the That's first the order thing. So, yeah, so when he tractored that ship, he, if he'd have put both tractor tokens on it, it, it would have been okay. But because he put one on each one, they just went, okay, I'll spend a charge and have a stress instead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And stopped all his nonsense. That was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. This is this yeah. one of the counters. I don't know that people. Uh, I think people have actually have taken that as a counterattack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also regen on small base ships. Like people mm-hmm. are kind of thinking about it that way. Um, like you mentioned earlier on that there was a lot of magpulse around, and and I think magpulse was people teching into bombers like i need yeah. to be able to jam those those focuses off i don't know if mag pulses will stay around but it's interesting that there's very obvious that people countered bombers and as a result bombers didn't get into cut um but um i do just want to mention before we move on from the top eight and um, pour one out for corentin um wow. who is a, a huge friend of the podcast and regular attendee at like Sith Taker Open you know we love seeing him at the events and hanging out with him and stuff um he went 5-1 and he missed um by 0.05 um on strength of schedule from sneaking into cut so he he went 5-1 and one and came in ninth um so yeah he didn't get to play in cut it was really really rough um Congratulations to the eight players that did make cut, and they got the uh, the cool range rulers. Um, yeah, something at the expo that we should probably tell people that weren't there. Um, if you read the article that told you what prizes were going to be given for what levels, that's not true. Um, yeah. All so, of it's a lie. <laughs> uh, we're not sure if they just didn't send enough to the UK Games Expo, or if no. the article was wrong, or what. Art- and the no. article was wrong. Article we're trying to. So Chris is trying to find out how much of it is a screw up. Um, so Chris Mitchell, the the, the UK TO, um, Tim has just pointed out there's now a corrected article has been has been I was put just up. About to say they've um, re-released it. Yeah, but basically the winner got the template tray. So congratulations, Bartosz. Um, the uh, top two, no, top four got the maneuver templates. The top eight got the range rulers. Top sixteen didn't get anything special. I believe top um, eight got some focus tokens as well. Uh, yeah, not, got some. Not, not, not focus tokens. Uh, the horse thing. Was horse, horse, sorry. Tokens, yeah. Horse. Yeah. My bad, sorry. And then top 32 got punched, top 64 got cards, and then everybody got three random um, 
Altart switch then engaged even, a, a big um, circle of everybody trading for their favorite factions. Um, even though the uh, so, article says everybody gets five, so it's still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've, it, they've it's correctly really bad that, to be honest with you. Yeah, and um, apparently the article also says they'll get an oversized D6 trophy to commemorate the win, so I hope it's a D8. Yeah, so there yeah. is a, a re-released article. The trophy wasn't there either. No. Um, no, it wasn't. So, it wasn't. So, yeah, anyway, um, be prepared to be disappointed if you figured that, you, you know, you might be able to get top 16 um, and get some of the acrylic. Um, or yeah. pull your checkbook out and um, send a Discord message to somebody who did well um, and uh, see if you can fund their trip to Worlds if they weren't lucky enough to win. Um, but it looks from today's article like you're going to get a flight anyway, Bartosz, so you'll I'm, be all I'm right. Taking, yeah, I'm taking flight and accommodation, so that was changed as well. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, also, uh, yeah, that was with, with current on well, yeah, let's, that's, I, I love the guy. We, we played twice at Worlds, and he's an amazing player. Uh, so I was really sad he, he him not making it. We had that conversation on on Expo, so let's just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, I, uh, I, I want to say something about quarantine. I was talking to Rory, who I know listened to the podcast from uh, one of the Scottish lads, um, and quarantine and Rory played in round it was like four or five or something, um, and they were both doing really well. It was round four. Uh, they were both doing well, but they both got a loss. Um, so they're like both two and one and uh, Rory just uh, I was chatting to him after and he just said I've never been beaten so badly in all my life I said that <laughs> that that man it was I can't remember what the mission was in round four it might have been uh it was it was the the one with three um scramble, scramble um yeah. and he he lost 20 to zero and he was just like oh, he was just like he, he said every single move he did it was like current. It was like he was playing with face-up dials. Like everything he did, Corrington was just on it, countered it. His movement was perfect. Everything was perfect, and he was just like never played against a player like it. Never felt more hopeless. Like there is no point in me playing this game, um, as he absolutely smashed through it. So, you know, it's one of those. Um, unfortunately for Corrington, he didn't get in. You know, he made cut at Worlds. Um, he didn't. Yeah quite squeaking this time so it's just one of those things isn't it it's it's the rough the rough thing with the with the cut to eight when you've got a hundred players is that somebody's going to miss out yeah. um so cool um there's so much to look at um so it's tournament number 316 and roll better um pattern analyzer though i've plugged it into that and we've got some stats let's go rebels empire and first order 22% roughly uh, each. Um, Galactic Republic, 12%. Resistance, 10%. Scum and Sis, 4%. Um, faction performance is roughly equal. We're going to play a game of what was the most popular upgrade. Any guesses? Barrage Rockets. Oh, it wasn't, no, it wasn't elusive no, it, this no, time. It's, it's one upgrade, so it must have been cross-faction. Yeah. Crackshot or Predator. Uh. I would say marksmanship. Yeah, it's more. Oh, it's, it's, it's the one point upgrade marksmanship. Um, I mean, once it's, you uh, for, for, for me, uh, it, I was I want to say that before that uh, mark pulses were not necessarily uh, three bomb attack. Uh, like after worlds, I I worlds I had to have mark pulses. It's for salvage mission. Yeah. 
period. It's it's just such a powerful tool, especially if you're meeting like countdown. <laughs> yeah. Don't solve it. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, so the most common upgrade was um, was I've just unlocked, I've just expanded most common ship and have to scroll down a far uh, big, big old way with marksmanship. After that, it was barrage rockets um, and then saturation salvos. So there were 46 instances of barrage rockets and 40 instances of saturation salvos. So I think we know that 40 people were playing bombers there. And then there were a few other people with barrage rockets on something else. Um, then fire control system predator and then integrated S foils. I'm guessing that's the T70 version um, because. Why, why would it not be? Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, most common ship? I've given you a clue. Bomber. Ben? Mm. You, you got not, not chassis, most common pilot. Let's say most common pilot. Vader. Which one? Oh, that's trying to be cheeky. You're wrong. Let, Vader's like tenth or eighth or something. Let me let, let me just go by by fact by. So you, you said how many? What was the biggest faction? Three that were rebels, rebels, Empire, imperial, and first order. Rebel, imperial, first order. Uh, staple. Is it Scotch? Uh, I, I would say Malorus. Malorus was in every first yeah. order list. Malorus is in every first order list. Seventeen. Oh. 17 instances of Malarus. Captain Jonas, 14. Tomax Bren, 14. And Major Reimer, 13. So somebody's flown, not the three of them together. Um, then Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin. Double modded proton torpedo. Uh, and then Kylo Ren, in a whisper. Um, Which so, is cheap. Yeah. Um, but below that, these are the ones that there's more than 10 instances of. There was also Sabine, Darth, and Eloasti. Darth Vader, Battle of Yavin, and Eloasti. Um, Han Solo at nine instances. Fifth Brother at nine. Tem and Wexley, Snap at nine. Um, and so it goes on down. But yeah, basically, things that are high initiative and uh, cost less than they used to um, were really popular, and nobody was surprised. Um, what was the most common scum ship, though? That's a question for you. Fenrau. Uh, dirge. Scum dirge. There was only one of those. There was okay. three Fenraus, and that was the most popular scum ship. Mm. Three of them. Wow. That's a bit People of a like surprise. And they do. What was the other unpopular faction? Uh, uh, CIS, um, I think. Republic. So separatists, it's no surprise. It's dirge and separatists. But there are only three of them. Um, two Sunfax, two Chertex. So there's hardly anybody played that. And then Republic was also less popular, but actually did quite well. It's not going to be a surprise what the most common ships were in Republic if you play X-Wing. Have a go, Ben. Um, Republic. Um, oh, it's probably one of the clones, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's six. It's six ships, all with four instances. Well, I'll say, I was just, say just, it's, just, it's oddball, <laughs> isn't it? Just to <laughs> my list. All of them. I, I guess they have to be from the Siege of Coruscant. They're just innocent. Okay, so so yeah, Siege of Coruscant, Kickback, Wolf, Jag, and Anakin Skywalker in the Etta. Um, as well as that, Obi Wan Kenobi in the Delta Seven and Wolf. Uh, not Siege of Coruscant because he was four points as well. So four people took Siege of Coruscant. Wolf. Four people took OG Wolf and built their own loadout. Um, 
And then there was a whole bunch of them with three instances and it's control slider boost, oddball click. I mean, I'm surprised that there were only three people that flew the um, the Republic swarms. One of them, Cormac, one of them was Dave Sutcliffe, and I don't know who the third person was. Um, I thought about it, but I didn't own Z95s and I couldn't be bothered learning how to fly that swarm um, in a week. Um, so I flew something else and did worse, but um, yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll be honest, I was really happy to see Padme Amidala in cut. Really happy to see a ship that hasn't been seen before actually being used in cut. And it's just a points drop and a decent loadout, and suddenly she's a viable ship. Um, so made me cheerful. Um, cool. Uh, the most common repeating ship combination was Vader, Fifth Brother, and three bombers. So um, anyway, pattern analyzer, pattern dash analyzer dot app. Um, if you go to it, basically go to the front page and stick in the event id from uh either uh roll better or from long shanks it does it for uh, a bunch of the different things you can look at squads you can look at stats you can fill your boots um or your lunchtime or any point where your boss can't see the screen of your laptop um looking at x-wing stuff and to be honest if you work in visualization of data it's a pretty cool website to look at anyway so um nerd um yeah tim has just said i should shout out to tnx chris for flying four etas and ricolet um which was a list i messed about with and then decided that it was probably uh, i can fit five etas i know you could fit five etas and i'm not sure if it's good i don't think it is but it's certainly going to be fun um guys i'm really sorry my wife will kill me in a second if i won't stop right now oh no worries we've, we've been gobbing on for ages anyway so it's probably time for us to stop and yeah. change over anyway um for next week so that we can talk about more stuff so um do you want to do some shout outs bartosh before you go uh definitely to all guys i've met in there i mean you guys in particular thanks for cheering for thanks for all the support thanks to my wife because she let me go three weeks in a row she's well on. too nice to you Yes, she is. Um, shout to all people from Poland that were cheering for me. Shout to all my opponents. Uh, Pierre, I, I'm sorry I diced you in top four. I, I like literally have to say I diced him. Um, I had so many. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was kind of revenge for Worlds because he diced me there. Uh, so we're 1-1. <laughs> one, one. Um, you know, uh, I, I would love to say about all my games, but I'll be probably re- writing up a report. So look out for that on on uh, UK group because I'll be posting it there. Uh, but yeah, I, I had so many nice games, and yeah, Chris Burnett gave me cold shower, so I didn't have any buffer. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, and and the rematch story with Martin is amazing. So shout out to Martin and uh, all the 186. Uh, they're great guys as well. Um, you should both be very proud of that. That's quite an achievement. Yeah, you're, I mean, Expo is, is such a lucky place for me. Like, I love that place. And the, even though it's the most expensive tournament in the world, uh, it's it's uh, it's been a lucky place. Like, it, I've been there five times, four times in the final. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, and, and with Martin, for those who don't know, we had the chat on Thursday beforehand. I've posted the, the, the screenshot, like, do you want a rematch? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> that was that was a great story. So, uh, yeah, and shout out to Tina Turner, who was who was in my ear 
for no idea why, but I was just humming private dancer. So, um, you know, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Tina. Not, not your usual style of music, either, is no. it? No, no, she wasn't growling. <laughs> she she wasn't growling, and there was no heavy riffs in there. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, private dancer was the thing. So Elton, Tina, I know. El, no, no. You, you see, it's not tiny dancer. It's private. You must sit on Rich. Yeah, Rich, I did. You uh, so yeah, uh, and thank you guys for having me here. Uh, you're doing a great job. I might go back to streaming once I'll be less lazy than I am right now. Uh, so we, we might try and get you back on at some point in the future because we yeah. actually ran out of times to ask you our our big deep deep queries about how you play x-wing what your thought process is when when you start a turn or you start a game so i'd be interested to chat to you about that so it'd be great to get you back on at some point in the future i'll be more than happy to sure Fab. So, thank um, you very much have a nice evening day whatever time of the day you're listening to this <laughs> and uh cheers guys all right cheers man bye bye see you later, see you later ken you do know right. you just called him ben don't you no you said ken you no, I was about ben. to say. No, I was about to say, and you, Ben, because I didn't realise oh. he was going to just jump off. So, uh, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, any shoutouts then, Ben? Since Bartos is gone, uh, just everyone I played really, um, and everyone like friends and things that we got to meet. No, no, don't want to single anyone out. Just everyone. It was a great time. Do you know what, actually the judge team? They, they're all great. Um, especially Chris, he's always does a good job. Yeah, the three judges were amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I, Chris even compensated for the fact that there was traffic, so we started late, but he didn't have to do that, so there was no answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was great. He does such a good job of just remaining calm, and I, I overheard a couple of his descriptive, like like people ask rules queries to him, and he was always very clear, very descriptive. Um, very knowledgeable um so I've, I've never kind of experienced that at events where he's been before because i'm you know usually in the middle of stuff and i don't hear it but it's a little bit quieter um around some of the tables so i was able to overhear it and yeah you can tell why he's um kind of very highly regarded as a judge and, and yeah he ran a tie ship although we were it's there until generally a, a nice nine. bloke as well though so that always helps yeah, yeah. canadian bless him <laughs> in his dna um we're gonna hear a little bit from liam next week he, he wasn't feeling too hot so he hasn't come on today he's still a bit ill he thinks he's picked up some cotton crud um tim also sounds a bit like barry white tim have you any quick shout outs you want to do yeah i'll just um obviously shout out to uh chris mitchell sean craig uh obviously for running the event um super smooth everything around to time and you know it is appreciated uh nick with firecast focus doing all the streaming and um, so check those vi- uh, games back on the stream if you're interested and i think uh i think it's worth shouting out i think tommy organized play events as well um who yeah. essentially is the big overarching sort of organization for, for this event so um very sort of strong signs that it will be back next year uk games expo um so i've already booked a hotel for next year yeah, I mean, I'll I'll talk more next week, but I'm yeah feeling a bit rough myself. So you might be feeling rough, Tim, but you're sounding sexy. So well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I try. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I forgot just, to also just just quickly shout out Tim for being my travel buddy, snuggle buddy. Yeah, even if you are yeah. like snoring in the passenger seat when we're stuck in traffic at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were also snoring when I come in with your phone in your hand. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I, 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 I may or may not have broken a bit harder just to wake you up. <laughs> that was because we didn't really mention this, but me and Tim got stuck on the motorway for two and a half hours, um, just crawling um, yeah. about. Yeah. Like we got there about, I think it was about ten-ish at night. No, it must have been a little bit later than that. Must we, have, we, we got we, back we, at about we, one. Yeah, we left. We left. I mean, I did mention at the very beginning, but yeah, it was. It was. It is possibly the worst bit of traffic I've ever been stuck in. For a trip, that, <laughs> for a trip that should have taken thirty forty minutes, um, we yeah. actually had to throw Nick uh, for the firecast out on the motorway because literally, well, because at seventy the, miles yeah. an hour. Well, yeah, you we, waited until the traffic had cleared and then just yeeted him, didn't you? Well, luckily we were about seven miles an hour, but um, essentially <laughs> it was three lanes down to one. They then closed the junction or the the um, the exit um, slip road off the motorway to the NEC where I was dropping, meant me dropping Nick off. So I would have had to gone to the next junction up to then to go, come south to mm-hmm. then get into the NEC to drop off and then back into the roadworks. So because nobody was around, Nick just legged it out the car and uh, yeah, basically had to walk from the slip road uh, up to the NEC to get back to his hotel. Yeah. Uh, but even then, yeah. Listen. Yeah, it was... Nightmare. I, I would say... Birmingham uh, City. Council need to not close areas of the M6 during the UK Games Expo. What are they thinking about? No, I, I genuinely had a good weekend, and the only reason it wasn't great was because of that evening and how I felt for the rest of the weekend. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, I, I had a good time. Um, but I just want to shout out my six opponents, uh, five, six opponents um, that I played. Um, it was cool to play against everybody. Um, I don't know how many of you listened to this. Um, particularly to James, who I met in round four, um, who uh, mugged me off to start off with by offering me a sausage roll he bought for a pound from the same shop I just made a fiver for one in, um, and then went on to beat me by one point. So um, he then went on to four and two when I uh, plummeted to two and four. So um, well well done to him uh, for that. Uh, yeah, and uh, also um, Mr., uh, Mr. Sutcliffe for being my travel buddy and keeping me awake on the drive down. Um, as we had a crack of dawn start and then uh, on the way back again on the Sunday. So, um, and uh, I have to do a massive shout out to Liam and Yaz for letting me stay in the house. Um, hilarious event happened. I was just dropping off to sleep, like literally, it was like half 11 or something on Saturday night. I was just dropping off to sleep and I could, like, Liam you know, for a hug. Boba came in for a hug. Um, That'd be Boba, great. Bobbit is a very large golden retriever. And I heard the door going and I thought, oh, it's Bobbit. He'll just come in. And I was like, still trying to. He jumped on the bed and turned circles on the bed, basically on top of me, licked me on the face, licked me on the ear, turned circles on top of me again. And all I can hear is Liam and Yaz outside the door going, Bobba, Bobba, quack, Bobba. I start pissing myself laughing. <laughs> at, that, at that point, the two of them are outside laughing. And Bob is just, he's just being an agent of chaos. He doesn't care. So Bob is a large 14-month-old golden retriever. So he is not a small dog. And he's just turning circles and sitting on me and just refusing to leave. And they're going, Bobba, here, Bobba, come yeah. out. And he's just like, oh, oh I love you. Well, you, know, oh. you know what they say, though, you know, you know, you know pets take after their owners. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it, was the funniest, it was the funniest thing ever genuinely they were like they, they were just going oh we we've got other friends who like aren't so keen on dogs and if he'd done that to them they'd have been screaming and they would have like gone got in the car and driven home and i was like no don't worry i like dogs it's fine he's a big gentle giant it was hilarious but yeah no ma- massive thank you to liam and to, and to yaz for putting up with me 
Um, I think I was a reasonable house guest. I, I didn't, you know, leave any mess or anything as, as far as I know. I'm sure Liam will tell me next time I talk to him if I did. But um, yeah, so anyway, that's us for today. Um, as I say, we'll try and get Ken back on so we can chat, have a bit of a chat with him about how he how he plays X-Wing, his thought process and how he thinks because we've said it before, but, you know, for a dice game where luck is a factor and we're always blaming our dice for the close losses, it's amazing how players like Ken and uh, Martin Chivers and Ollie are always in cuts and, you know, you can go through people like, you know, Quarantine and Cormac and um, Dom and all these people regularly hit cut or very close to cut win events on a, on the regular and it's amazing how often it happens um when it's all dice based so um they do something different and we do try and understand when we talk to them uh, how they're doing it so uh yeah that's that's it from us for today so thank you for listening and it's goodbye from me uh goodbye from ben bye uh, goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, Bartos is already gone. Uh, so we'll speak to you all again soon. Bye-bye. Oh, dear. I'm your private dancer. I dance up for money. I'll do what you want me to do. I'm your private dancer. Dance up for money. And any old music will do.